I was talking with my friend recently about all of the things that I have to do. Um, I feel like it's never ending. There's so many things and the things pile upon the other things and the list just keeps getting longer. And I was realizing, recognizing that it's not just the one item on the list. It's all of the little tiny extra steps around that one thing that make it happen. So when we write our to-do lists, when we map out our tasks for the day or for a project, there are so many other things that we may forget. Or maybe we don't forget. It's just we don't really need to write them down. Um, and I think it's this thing where we don't, we don't give ourselves credit for all of the things we are doing. If you're anything like me, you just get upset at the things that you haven't done yet. So I'm thinking about all of those things. And we can look at them in in a few different ways. So, for instance, I'm thinking about this this podcast, this this exact episode. I'm sitting here recording it, <laughs> looking at my wall. No one else is in our townhouse right now. It's pretty quiet. Um, the air conditioning is on because it's like... 85, 90 degree day here, and um, there's so much more that I have to do to release this episode. So I have to record it. Then we need to edit it, take out any weird pauses, or if someone came in the room and said hello, or if I said um like way too many times, or I know one thing is I clear my throat so much. So edit the podcast. And then I need to write up a little bit about it. I don't go too in-depth with my show notes compared with other podcasters. I don't have a full transcript. Although if you need a full transcript, let me know. We can arrange that. Um, So I have to do a little write-up. Um... And then we need to save the episode, the completed edited episode and the show notes and little write-up. We need to save that onto um, the podcasting platform. We use uh, Podbean. Pod, Podbean. <laughs> like a lima bean, pinto bean, kidney bean. Um, and so we save it on there and we schedule it. Oh, and I forgot to add some of the episodes. I, I think of the titles after recording the episode. Some of them, I have the title first. So that's another piece. I have to think of a title and then I, I save the episode. I schedule it. I save the, the write-up and that's scheduled too. And then I go to Instagram and I want to tell people about the podcast so that 
people hear it if they're not already subscribed. And so I have to open the open the Instagram app and then I have to add my little write-up to the caption and then create some sort of graphic. And a lot of podcasters put so much time and effort into these beautiful um, posts and pictures and, and graphics of the podcast episodes. And some podcasters, I we have to like give them an award or something because they even take a sound clip of their episode and put that in the Instagram or Facebook post. So that's something that has to be created and that'll take, you know, some time depending on how much is in there. And then that has to be posted or scheduled to post and not to mention finding the right hashtags that work with the post and that reach the right audience and whatnot and that kind of thing. So recording a podcast episode is not just me sitting here right now. It is a lot of other work that's involved, a lot of production and marketing that go into it. So if if you have a music therapy business, you understand that it's not just the one thing, but it's the million other little things around the one thing that you have to think about and that you have to do. So you can't just do your music therapy session, but you have to schedule it and you have to bill for it. You have to create and send an invoice. And then when you get paid, you have to deposit that into your bank account. And then you have to record it on your spreadsheet to say, I got this money and when I got it and the invoice is complete. Um, And then you have to communicate with everyone for scheduling the next session. And you have to keep track of your expenses and your mileage to and from that place. There are so many things, so many things, so many things around the one thing. And just in music therapy in general, we have this also. So think about a session. It's not just you playing music. It's you creating a safe and supportive environment You might have to move around chairs. You might have to coordinate instruments and put them in the right spots of the room. You might have to think about the acoustics of the room and if the music might be too loud for the neighbors in the other room or the classroom down the hall. So we have to think about the environment and then during the session, we have to observe the client and how they're responding And we have to go with the flow of whatever they bring us because we all know that a music therapy session rarely goes as planned. And then we have to think about the other other people in the room, the staff, the family, the siblings, the nurses, whoever's there. Um, We have to think about these people too. And are they engaging? Are they supporting? Are they just kind of doing their own thing should they be included in the session or should they not and then we think about all of the things that happen after the session 
communicating with the team, the family, the staff, the teachers about what happened in that session and writing out some really good documentation, whether it's just a summary, a narrative, or whether it's specific checkboxes and um, goal measures and numbers and, and um, data tracking like that. And we have to do all of these things hopefully as soon as we possibly can so that the session is still fresh in our mind. And then we have to communicate with the staff, family, client, teachers, team, whoever, about the next session coming up and what we need from them or um, what we hope happens between now and then or what things are coming up that week for them that they want to address. And we have to schedule that and we might have to do follow-up calls. There's so much. There's so much. And not to mention cleaning our instruments, especially now with COVID, um, disinfecting things, wiping our guitar down, um, maybe even spraying the outside of your guitar case to disinfect it. And then, it's so funny, I, I didn't plan on talking about us in this episode, but now I'm realizing we are included in all of those things around the thing. So I'm not just playing an instrument. I'm not just singing. I'm not just doing even just the music therapy session itself, but I'm doing all those things outside, scheduling, documentation, communicating with people, cleaning instruments, whatnot. And then there's this other piece. I need to care for myself. So I wonder what that looks like. Because that's a thing around the thing. That's something that's really important around our sessions and around our work. How we are caring for ourselves. So I know for me, sometimes that means writing a stream of consciousness of how I'm feeling after the session or maybe making notes of things that came up within me in the session. It may be some emotions that came up, some memories that popped up, some connections with a song that happened that are really important to you as a person. And then what else? Taking a break, learning some more music, attending to your physical body, like I need food, I need water, I need rest. And maybe it's talking with another music therapist, getting some ideas or just kind of unloading the heaviness or just the all the things from the day. So that's also part of all of these extra things that are part of it. You know, I often think that, or I often feel like therapy and having conversations with friends or even just resting and listening to a song or writing in my journal or reading something or just not doing anything at all. I don't really feel like that's work. But when you think about how everything impacts everything else, that is work. 
I have to remember that my 15 minutes of writing about my feelings after a session is just as important to the work as learning the song, as um, tuning up the guitar, as cleaning the instruments and writing documentation. That processing time helps me as a therapist. It supports my work as a professional. And it's really part of self-care. But when I think of self-care, it, it feels like it's so separate from the work itself. But I think we need to see that it's, it's integral to the work. It is, it is completely part of the work. So I'm thinking about all these things. And then another way that I thought about it was um, not just things that we do around that one piece. So like all the things around a music therapy session. But I also want to look at the, the things we gain, the things we learn around the one thing. So for instance, I mentioned the podcast. And so the things that I'm learning now are how to edit a podcast, how to produce a podcast, how to market. Those are all things I didn't learn in school, but those are things I'm gaining from this project that I decided to start. And then we can think about music therapy sessions and how we gain insight on the world working with people, we learn how a healthcare or school or rehabilitative system works by being music therapists and doing that, that kind of work in that environment, in that session. And we learn how to communicate with so many different people. So I think back to my music therapy internship and all of the things that I've gained from that. And my internship was in New York City. And that alone <laughs> taught me so much. Having to commute back and forth from the city every day. I learned how to walk confidently down a New York City sidewalk. I learned um, just how many people are moving and working in New York City alone. I learned how to navigate the public transport system. I hadn't done that in New York up until this point, or up until that point. Uh, another thing I gained was very strong shoulders and back and my arms from carrying a guitar and my music books and all of the things that go along with a music therapy session in your internship. I gained relationships, not only with my clients and their families, but with the staff I worked with, with my supervisor and the other music therapist who worked there, 
with the volunteer coordinator and the chaplains and the nurses and the social workers. As I say this, I'm literally seeing different faces, particular people in my mind who I worked alongside at that time. So I gained relationships. And then just the skills alone for the music therapy job give you so much for being a human, being an adult, being a professional, and living and working in this world. So you pick up skills for time management and scheduling. You gain skills around writing and documentation and submitting things within a healthcare or school setting or whatever setting you're in you're probably taking notes somewhere. And you learn how to communicate with other people, how to send a good email that's professional and how to follow up with people in a good amount of time. If you have your own music therapy business, I mean, you pick up all all of the business skills um, in marketing and, oh, there's so much. So... I'm thinking about, you know, what's the purpose of this conversation today? And I think, I think the one thing that stood out to me was how caring for ourselves is just as much part of the work as the work itself. Something that I didn't expect to talk about today, but I think we probably should talk about it every time, every time we come together. And then the other thing is, If you're feeling like you don't have a lot of skills or if you're feeling like you don't have anything to offer or you can't find a music therapy job and you feel like you can't do anything else, I guess I'm here to say you can. You really can. We have so many skills like even just how to facilitate a session, whether it's with an individual or with a group, that, that can serve you well in so many different contexts. Like I'm thinking about in like a school, like in a classroom setting, you have to facilitate the class and um, the curriculum that you're going to learn and teach. And I think about... You know, even something like being a camp counselor or a resident assistant, use a lot of those same skills. Or being an um, administrator in an office or an assistant, use a lot of those admin skills and computer-based skills. You have so much to offer. We have so much to offer. So it's really hard in this music therapy field because there aren't a lot of jobs and you may not have the energy to keep going in your job at full time or however much you're doing or even um, try to create your own business. There's, it's a lot of work. And so it's like, okay, well, what do you do now? And I would just encourage you to explore your other passions or just find a job and jump into it because our skills work really well in other places. So my friends, 
I think, I think I'll leave it there for now. There are so many things around the thing. Remember that you are doing a lot, even if it's just resting and caring for yourself. That's work too.